welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Mads. <laughs> oh, coming in hot. Welcome uh, back to OK Motherfucking Sis. Okay, Celsius in hand. Uh, me too close to you for okay. Not drinking the Celsius flavor you like. Hi, sisters. I am Scout. Did you say your name is Mads or you just say welcome to OK Sis? I said my name is Mads. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. My brain's not really working it right just, now. It happened real fast. Oh. It happened in one f- one swoop. So I can't cognitively process that quickly exactly. and loud of information that's so close to me. But you're looking quite chic in your white. It's not linen, is it? No. It's like so just like a, it's like a sheer white outfit that i feel as if um meryl streep would wear and oh. it's complicated oh wow you know the way to my heart scout that is the best compliment you could ever give me yes i'm looking like an angel you look like the devil because you're wearing all black that's and i look like an angel from heaven because i'm wearing all white that's good so this set is from reformation we're yes like this th- is giving like tulum vibes jenny kane vibes i have decided which is i guess we could talk about current fixations we'll just kind of go all over the place my current fixation is embodying the jenny kane lifestyle and what that means more specifically is basically stepping into my highest self-worth because when i envision i had this like insane realization the other day that you know, I looked into my future and I just said, okay, what it, what does it look like? What it, in five years, where do I want to be? What do I want to be surrounded with? What is What am I doing? And, you know, there's a lot of material things. Like, you know, there's a nice house. I'm wearing basically this outfit, Jenny Kane head to toe, but this is Reformation. And just like loose fitting, neutral clothing, linens, and like nice sweaters. And then I also just had this like, temperament though of graceful determination and grit so there was a grace there was an ease and a grace and you know what I thought to myself I said hey you know maybe the material objects aren't there yet but I can embody that person the full authentic version of myself that I saw in the future because I am a future teller. Grace and ease are not two things that I would use to describe you. But that's what I'm trying to embody. You so know, this outfit is getting that's there. That's like me trying to embody. I've always wanted to be mysterious. And then I started a <laughs> podcast. And like now, you know, I always wanted to be private and mysterious. And then I had to come to terms with the fact that sometimes what we want to be isn't necessarily who we are, you know? Like, oh, wow. I am yeah. not a private person by any means. I am an overshare. I am very, very vulnerable with the depths of my emotional spectrum and life experience. And every time I say something, I come back to, God damn it, I, I, I aspire to be Mary-Kate Olsen in privacy and, myst- and mystery. But, um, and cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore. I haven't smoked for years. Did you see the, I don't know if it was Mary-Kate or Ashley, her walking through the wor- woods with a machete? No, that's incredible. <laughs> How have I not seen this? Oh my god, it was a meme wait, all why, over the internet. Why is she with the machete? No one knows. Oh wait, I think I saw no this photo, knows. but I didn't I didn't register she was holding a machete. It's unclear. She's literally holding a machete and walking through the woods. That is what I want to embody. Let's go. Why do you need to 
walk through the woods with a machete. Because she's probably on shrooms, but she's For so sure. ridiculously awesome that she's like, no, I'm going to make it dark. Oh, I know you, you know, are really emo. It's like it really flares was, up sometimes. Okay, so I was actually thinking about this last night because I put on one of my favorite emo songs before I went to bed. Wait, and, and what was that? Constantine by Something Corporate. Oh, if yeah. you don't know, you don't know. Um, it's okay. one of Andrew McMahon. I don't know how to say his name. He's also the lead singer of Jack's Mannequin. It's one oh of, Jesus. Okay. It's one of his like. It's a fan favorite, and he will never sing it in live because mm-hmm. it's ten minutes long. And he says that if he sings it once live, then he'll sing it. He'll have to sing it every single concert. And I it's see. a very very emotionally charged song. But anyways, I recognized last night that. You know, when I started getting... Seems like, well, first of all, that seems like a really intense song to listen to before bed. Does that not... Fell asleep right after. Wow. That so, says a lot about your dark soul. Yeah. So I realized that when I really started taking my healing seriously from bipolar disorder, I decided to outcast all emotional songs, all depressing lyrics, right. etc. So that I could Because it could trigger you. Because it could trigger me and it would just bring me down in, in a little bit of those depths. And I really... I really closed the door on that part of myself, kind of the more emo, I don't know if goth is the right word, but whatever, and there poetic. There's a little goth sprinkle in there. Yeah, a little poetic. And oh, yeah, the poetry came back on TikTok, though. We, we determined okay. that last year, <laughs> last week. So, okay, let me get to the point, Sorry. is that I closed that door on myself so significantly, and I have been feeling the inkling this year to open that door back up, and when I have, you know, listening to certain songs in my past or reading certain poems etc I have such a different perspective in the fact that I don't necessarily want to live within those depressing anecdotes and experiences that these poets and musicians are talking about and I can honor that emotional experience and feeling and part of myself without without going too into the depths and I feel like I'm really ready to acknowledge that part of myself again because I don't think permanently shutting it off is is good because it is such a part of me but I think I'm it wi- can be like a source of inspiration yeah or now even, it is even just like a artistic appreciation like you could just yeah. see it and yes it can evoke emotion but that's what all great art does you know I listen there's definitely songs that I listen to when I'm sad to make me even sadder to because I'm just it. yeah because I'm just like in that emotional state the problem was is that I just had too many emotions that these oh, that yeah. these songs heighten them and maybe dwell in them. But now that I've become a lot more stable and foundational in my life, I can now dabble into more of the artistic stuff and not necessarily have it drown the boat. Got it. So we're bringing back the email. Do you know that song, Constantine by Something Corporate? I don't want you to sing it. Oh, it's the most beautiful song. You don't have a good pitch. Can Andrew sing it for you? That's the lead singer of Something Corporate. Okay, I'll put it on after this, and we will we'll do a drink what? ayahuasca and listen to Constantine by something corporate. I mean, I want to do ayahuasca with you, but you said you, no. Okay, you, baby, like, I'm afraid of ayahuasca, and I did an accidental shroom trip on my own and survived. We need to start with microdosing for you, Mads. Okay. okay, we'll start out slow. We'll start. Maybe, right, did maybe you, Tulum. Oh, yeah, did you say your current fixation? I did, embodying the Jenny Kane lifestyle. Okay, so my current fixation is my new Shop Tan Lines bathing suits that I got. Oh, yes, yeah. That I've been wearing mm-hmm. here. We're in Palm Springs Sisters right now. I still don't have uh, something from her. I have you know, so many. Well, I'll just say something, and I'll let you speak, but I'm not a big spender on bathing suits. So why I like this is because all of her bathing suits together are under $100. And I feel like that's very difficult to find. You mean two piece? Yeah. Okay, that is good. Yeah, because I, I don't... Where are these where are these no. ba- bathing suit companies get off? Because Mm-mm. charging more than 100 for the top? 
I mean, that's ludicrous. A, that's a pair of like really nice leggings, and I won't it's even illegal. spend. I won't even spend one hundred and twenty dollars on nice leggings. Why would I spend one hundred and twenty dollars on a piece of cloth? Uh, absolutely, I think it's misogyny. Like, so, what the fuck is happening? Misogyny. Yeah, that's a very interesting. The word. patriarchy is taking over, and mm. making us pay. $100 plus for a piece of cloth to cover our tits. Yeah, I think that the markups on bathing suits are it's astronomical. astronomical. I, so, know, I get it seasonal, whatever. Bullshit. I get it from Princess Polly and Amazon. Yeah. I wear bathing suits once a year. I'm not a, you, as people know, I'm not a summer person. I, my birthday's in summer, but that's the only part that I like about summer. But I don't, I, I don't like wearing bathing I suits. I hate it. I hate the summer. As everyone knows, I like sweatsuits. I like being cozy. I like being covered. I do not want to show any part of my body. Oh, but can actually, I go I back to my curve oh, fixation? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go to your curve fixation. And then I, I do want to um, I, I want to explain another realization that I had. So go uh, ahead. Okay, so many realizations this week. Yeah. So I love them because the you can get a two-piece, a bikini, for about 100 bucks, under $100. And the color is so good. She's got the best colors down. Yeah. I will say that the sizing is a little wonky at times because it's a small business. I think it's handmade in Bali, I believe, still. And so, you know, one bathing suit bottoms, I got a small one, I got a medium, and they fit pretty alike. And I feel like I need a little bit of a bigger bottom because I have hips. So the sizing can be a little funky, but the material is great. You know, I bought her first drop and I've been buying pretty consistently. I think I have four of her suits now. And it's. They're just so good. I love them yeah. so much. And Sivan Ayla, the founder of Tan Lines, was on our podcast. Okay, sis. Well, yeah, you're listening. <laughs> you're listening. You know. so I hope you know the name of this podcast. We're a big Sivan uh, girl. So I'm just super happy. I bought them specifically for Tulum because the I bought the dove color. I feel sure. like it's going to be perfect in Tulum. You're just going to be like camouflaging into Tulum nature. That's that's the goal with that's the machete. That's the goal. With the machete. With the I just Should we recreate? Ash, I don't even remember which one is. Me in Tulum with you, the machete. With the machete walking through the woods. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, no, so the realization I had was usually when I go on a trip and when I know I'm going to be wearing a bathing suit or going to be, you know, less covered up, I tend to basically starve myself the week before Ugh. i get a spray tan i get no all point. nervous no point. You, you land and you drink you eat one chip and it's forget about it right so i i prepare immensely for the occasion and this is this is a common theme a common you know tr- trend of mine i do this every time i go on a vacation like this and this time i didn't do that okay so you the- probably look the exact same so look, maybe I would have been more confident if I did do that. But what I realized when I got here was like, I'm okay. Like, I'm literally, yes, I am stark white. Uh, You're really not. Put, You're pretty. Oh, but that's because well, you burned. I burned yesterday. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stark white and I have no tan. Didn't do Didn't do anything. Um, and it's okay. It's okay. And I survived. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> This is a very first world problem. But I think what I'm trying to get at is we put so much pressure on pre-vacation rituals trying to shed or make sure we look the best before we go on. And it's a, it, it makes the preparation a little stressful. And even the trip when you get on it more stressful because you're just like, oh, my God, do, do I look great? Am I, do I look my best and all these things? And you want to enjoy the vacation. So you want to be as confident as possible. So. I just want to let everyone know if you're planning a vacation, it's still summer. If you're planning to go somewhere, 
Um, one, I think just go with people that you feel very, very comfortable with. I think that's also a huge plus is when you're either with family or you're with your best friends. They're not going to judge you for how you look or, you know, the way that you act. So I think that, um, making sure you're surrounding yourself when on a trip with people that you love. And then also just like be gentle with yourself. Like, sure, eat healthy, but don't restrict yourself. Don't, uh, you know. Just do we do we? I don't know. It was just a nice realization. I that had. is a really beautiful realization. Yeah. I just don't feel that comfortable in bathing suits in general. No, I do. I no. don't like being that naked in front of other people. I feel yeah. It's a very strange societal. Like we don't we don't wear underwear and bras like around. So we're in this Airbnb in Palm Springs with our family, and my bathroom to get to the bathroom you have to walk outside the door. And I was in my booty shorts, and I was like, "Do I have to wear pants?" I was like, "No," because I was literally in a skimpier situation earlier. It just, it just doesn't. It, to me, it's too revealing. I, I'm really liking wearing one suits because I just feel I feel better in them. Mm-hmm. I just don't I don't like the idea that I'm that naked in front of everybody, f- and it, it doesn't feel good to me. I agree. And everyone maybe knows that's why we don't like summer. We hate summer. I don't like being in a bathing suit that much. Like I love my tan lines bathing suits because they're very very cute on me. But I mean, spending a whole day in a bathing suit. No, I'll be in a bathing suit for a certain you know slot of the day for a certain situation. If I'm laying out or if I'm jumping yeah. in the pool real quick. But when I get back inside, I'm not gonna stay like stay in my bathing suit for four hours. Well, so there is some. Uh, it's not my preferred state. Let's just say that. Yeah. But there was something to be said yesterday. I did do that where I spent the whole day in the pool outside wearing the bathing suit in out in out. And there is something really magical about it. There is this yeah. like summer glow. This just kind of like you're sun kissed. You've been out in the sun. You're so tired. You go in. You're just kind of like it's kind of like a, a long day at the beach. And and when you're finally done, there's this like sense of relief. But like. But greatness, I don't also, know. And I, I, so I, I, I can understand why people do it, but no, not not preferred. Also, I'm in the luteal phase right now, which is the phase before I get my period. And for a week and a half, I experience the most extreme body changes where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I, I actually wanted to weigh myself just to see the actual fluctuation in, in water weight that I go through. So at this time, like I don't really give a shit because right now it's just bloated for the next week and I've had to right. mentally so it's it like if your body is going to be that way when you're on if you know your body is going to be that way when you're on vacation like that that is literally your body you yeah cannot change i cannot that. change it so, so it's for just me acceptance. it's been for me it's been a really really difficult um inner narrative because as you know i've been on birth control my whole life and i haven't for the last year and i get pretty significant pms symptoms mm-hmm. and so to see my body change so significantly for a week and a half overnight mm-hmm. is a really big mind trip and so I don't feel like myself in my body right now. It's not that, you know, the size is is wrong compared to the original size. It's just such a no, quick like a, shift and overnight like, and it doesn't feel you like feel me. heavier. I feel and yeah. you feel like feel like feel like more lethargic and bogged down. Like yeah, I, I, I don't feel I don't like feel, I feel stocky if I'm bloated. Like it's just it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And so I've been having to really, really practice really mindful talking to myself during this time and being like this is an external situation that is happening to me because my body is so powerful that mm-hmm. it goes through these monthly cycles. And through this power is what's going to give me the ability to create life, to be a woman, to be in touch with um, just the biological ways my body works. And I get to love her even more this week. Gratitude. I know that it's also temporary. Gratitude. Gratitude. 
One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. 
O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Complete, complete, look at the mind shifts. The mindset shifts and the realizations in this episode are unparalleled. I hope so. I hope they're translating. I, th- I think people will understand. Okay, so now um, I do want to say one announcement. The August book club pick has been announced. I am. Okay, you're screaming. You're sorry. Screaming. I'm just because I'm Microphone so etiquette. We I'm should sorry. get a fucking sweatshirt that says microphone etiquette. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited for this one. It is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Now, if you know me, then you know that I'm obsessed with the book Beach Read. I even forced scout to read it i don't think she finished it but i she, did it's you did? so good oh my god i'm Whoa. actually really fangirling that you're having emily henry on i actually want to listen to this episode i haven't listened to any of them in the past okay thank you very much supportive sister um, Do you listen to my mental health chats nope <laughs> i do want to listen to the one with meta though I you really haven't did. listened to that one it oh, is I, did. I did listen to the one with um you and amy Okay, but the one with me and Meadow I is know. so fucking fire. I, I know, I need to. Sisters, if you haven't listened just, to that it, mental health It's chats, a little intimidating for a 90-minute episode. Oh, we could have kept going. Uh, I, I don't doubt it. Uh, we did keep going. Okay. We went to Mexican food after. We kept the conversation going for another two hours. It was just off the mic. Oh, my God. Okay, so anyways, uh, Emily Henry is going to be coming on the pod at the end of August, so make sure you read it. Many of you sisters have already read it, um, and be sure that you're in our Jimmy, <laughs> make sure you're in our Geneva Community Center because that's where we talk all things books and just like everything literally is everything is discussed in the geneva community center i have never seen so geneva is the only app other than my text messages that i have notifications for oh it's on it's amazing oh my gosh notifications every two seconds every two seconds popping off in there it's pretty awesome okay so sisters this episode was inspired i came to mads and said that i really wanted to have this episode and i would love to set the scene if you would allow me okay so last week uh mads sent me a video on a thursday and for some reason it was it was too long and it wasn't downloading on my phone and i didn't really think anything of it to be honest i just thought it was like another tiktok thing that i had to watch so i ignored it (laughs) and then on saturday while i was in chicago on my way to my client's birthday She's like, did you watch the video? And I said, well, it won't fucking load. And so finally it loaded. I'm in an Uber on the way to the surprise party. And Mad sends me a video of her capturing a moment to herself. It was not for me. I knew that. It was just really for her to have this documentation of the fact that she feels immense inner pride and that it's been a 10-year journey and that she she said things along the lines of accepting that there will be challenges past this point, but that you're so excited to meet the future Mads. You're so excited for where you're at now. And you're really embracing the road that it takes to come into this really empowered, aligned self of yours. Mm -hmm. And I was crying in the Uber. I was trying not to cry too much because it was humid outside and my makeup was going to get really disgusting if I was crying plus humidity. Mm -hmm. But it was such an amazing moment for me as a sister to witness because I think that where you got to in that moment in that such a pure, raw, tender, intimate moment that was also so empowering was a cultivation of being so accepting of the uncomfortable and challenging parts of this human experience and deciding to take them head on in pursuit of your best life possible. And it was all kind of this amalgamation to this moment where, where I felt as if it clicked for you, where all of the inner work finally made sense. It was the proudest 
I have ever been of you. And I have been in that moment so many times mm-hmm. where I'm so proud of myself and I love my life so much, but it's not a loving of life where everything's great and beautiful and fun and lovely. It's this really deep love for your life that's so unconditional. That's mm-hmm. also, you also made a contract with the universe, with yourself, with your future self that this feeling that you got to, you will chase for the rest of your life and you will walk through so many hoops. So as a sister, I am so deeply grateful and and proud because getting to that point is not easy. People search for so long in therapy and your growth while I've seen you kind of really amp it up in the last two years has been so fast, Mm -hmm. so incredibly fast to witness. And so I just want to first honor you and say, you know, one mazel tov incredible job you are so inspiring to so many people to get to that point it is truly it's really like an entrance into a club where not that many people live all the time you know and so that's why I went to her and I said I would love to have an episode on inner pride because it's something that's I think more a part of Mad's journey than my journey to really get to and so I wanted to open the floor for you to talk about your journey with inner pride and um, I can chime in when appropriate Thank you, Scout. That means a lot. So put that shit on TikTok. Yeah, oh, well, actually put no. me on TikTok saying something meaningful, <laughs> not about circumcised penises, not about me looking at big dicks on that fucking Netflix show. Put that on TikTok. Ac- I wonder- normalize accurately representing Scout on the Internet. <laughs> um. Anyway, so, yes, it was a very beautiful moment. Um. So, sisters, just so everyone knows, today marks the first day that I will be working on Camber full time. Someone quit their day job. Someone quit their day job. I haven't talked about this a lot, but I, for the past three years, I've been working um, a full time job. You guys, uh, many of you think that. Okay, says this is our full time job. It is not. Um, I have been working a full time full time job in addition to okay, says and in addition to creating Camber on the side. Um, I actually worked for my mom, which we're gonna have her on now. I think it's probably better that I don't work at the company anymore for her to come on. Yeah, as an there was a there was a portion of our lives where me and Mads were working for our mom. Our mom. We had the same day job and we had the same okay, says yeah, podcast. It was schedule. a wild time. Anyway, so. I've been working for the past three years for my mom. She's been developing this amazing technology, which we'll get into when we have her on the pod. Um, And I decided that Camber was getting to a point where literally ready to launch within the next couple weeks, which is so exciting. So if you're not, you know, sign up for newsletters or um, follow us, it's at Camber app. And, you know, we, we came to this decision that I needed to do this full time. And so I've been transitioning the past two weeks to, fully work for myself on camber with Lauren full time. Lauren is not going to be working full time. It's just going to be me for now. So I'm li- I'm like I'm it's it. It's going to be me one one woman show <laughs> at Camber HQ. So so I was in therapy and I just was talking about how you know, when you're in therapy you try to bring up bad things in your life you know you know you're trying to always like okay I'm in therapy I need to like talk about things that are challenging me so that we can fix them or work through them whereas I I had this therapy session where I everything was great like I just I've never had a therapy session like that where I just looked around I was like holy 
shit. I'm working for myself on a passion project that I'm obsessed with. I've wanted this since my early 20s. And I've, I probably have said this on the podcast many times. I had a really, really rough early 20s. I was very directionless. I didn't really understand what I was supposed to do with my life. I also uh, succumbed a, a lot to societal pressures of like what success meant and what productivity meant. And I it took me until literally now, which is 10 years of growth and, and working on that in myself to get to this point. And something that I, I really realized, it, and I said in the video to, to well, the video to me, but it, I sent it to you, was that... I really, in my early 20s, didn't trust myself. I thought, oh my God, I'm wasting my potential. How is this gonna, how, how is this gonna all actualize for me? Where is this gonna happen? Like I don't, I was just so confused as to, I had these giant dreams and I used to always, I remember telling best friend Brett, you, who you guys know, um, we'd always talk and say like, we want to start our own company. We want to be entrepreneurs, but we have no idea what the passion is, what the idea is. And then it just finally, thank God, came in the form of Camber. Uh, it came because of all these different forces that worked together. Lauren and I worked together at my first job out of college. We stayed in touch. You know, we've been so fortunate to raise friends and family round. It's everything finally clicked and you're right that I I wasn't saying like yeah there's not gonna be challenges like oh it's done I've achieved it no it's literally gonna be so fucking hard and but it's not something I'm afraid of where I think I was afraid of the hard work before and I I really didn't trust myself in that journey so what I learned in that exact moment was now in this next journey, which the journey never ends. Let's just, uh, spoiler alert, the journey never ends. This next phase of the journey, I can trust. Like, I can fully say to myself, if, if I'm going through a challenging time where I can't see the end result, I can't see where this is all going to fit together, I can trust. Because I now know that I can trust myself because of how it all materialized right now. Does that make sense? Yes, there's so many things there. One, it's no longer a passion project. So I just want to be mindful of the fact that you get to upgrade that language and call it a business because yes. now it's a business. Um, two, I think one of the main lessons here that I'm taking away as well and that I've really been thinking about lately is one, trusting the timing of our lives and that divine timing comes when it's supposed to be. You know, right. I started... My entrepreneur, my first business I started when I was 23. It wasn't until I was 27 that I could actually make a business viable and, and work. Mm -hmm. And I went through so many iterations. So like trusting the timing of your life. And I think that society. Hey, I'm 27 too. And I started my own business. Yeah. Oh my God. Look at that. Look at us. We're the same. So there's, um, God damn it. I'm going to forget this. But in spirituality, there is a, a thing you go through, Saturn return. And it's in the 27 to 30 zone where you really have a major shift over your life. Yeah. You really grow up. It's, it's you know, partially, I can feel it. It, yeah, it's partially maturity and the way your brain's developing and, the you know, you've, you've lived enough to have some perspective. And so your Saturn return is such a really, really strong time. And I feel like you went through a Saturn return. I went through my Saturn return last mm. year where I just really shattered my limiting beliefs around my mental illness. But there's, I think it, so many of our sisters that listen you know, you guys are, are in their early 20s. There's a lot of early 20s sisters listening. And 
And I want to really, really shatter the societal belief that success needs to be you need to arrive at your success in your early 20s. It's yeah, just it's so strange. How I that, think that and that's not even, that's never the case. Like, Well, I think that a lot of these like Forbes 30 under 30 stuff right. are to blame. Like they people put a lot of emphasis on really early, early success. And while, yes, it's entirely admirable when you reach such high success so young. I think that we are viewing our life through such narrow lenses. Like for sure. Look at what I've been able to create with Scouts Agency in three years. And then I think about, whoa. What can I create in a decade? Yeah. What can I create when and I'm that, 40? And that can't happen in the first years of your 20s. No. And I can imagine, you know, I think, Mads, seeing how fast you've grown and now that you're starting Camber, you know, imagine when we're 40, what we can start. When we're 50, what we can start. Yeah. The guy who started Absolute Vodka, I think it is, one of those big vodka brands, started it when he was 80. I mean, look like at our mom. Yeah. Our, yeah, so our mom our, is such a good example. Our mom started her company at 50. And she is a woman in tech. Fit, like, talk about, talk about, uh, like the most I think marginalized, <laughs> uh, sector in in female leadership and female business run businesses. A woman in her fifties in tech, like literally defying every single metric, and. She she did this because she like had an a, ex stay at home mom. Yeah, she was a stay at home mom and just transitioned to this out of the blue. So it's just it is completely inspiring. And I've always thought that with our mom was that, you know, she really started living her life or at least what I believe to be living her life when she was like 40, 45. Yeah. And it kind of scared me a little bit because I was like, holy shit, like, am I not going to be living until then? <laughs> like, can there? But, but it's actually this it's a hopefulness. It's like, oh, wow. Like. There is a whole other iteration, and uh, well, we can reinvent ourselves. We can reinvent constantly, it, yeah. and that's and that's so exciting. Yeah, I think we need to get rid of this. I mean, yes, yeah. We if you sh- don't do it in your twenties, you're fucked. Like that's yeah. so stupid. I mean, if you've read the Defining Decade, which I have a lot of problems with that book. It is true that you're in your 20s. You are sending a, setting a lot of foundations for the rest of your life, for sure. But I don't. I totally agree with you, Scout, that it should not be this. Oh, you're 30 and not a billionaire. Sorry. But also at the same time, even saying that, you and I are doing it quite young as well. I believe. Right. Like, I I really think that you know a lot of the women that I admire in business. For example, I was reading. I'm reading Gina Devee's book, who's a client of mine, and you know, she made the change of over her life at the age of 29. She moved out to California and decided to be a business coach. And it wasn't really until her thirties that her Mm -hmm. success really took off. And so, you know, we look at so many successful people and I think that there's something to be said about being surrounded by female entrepreneurs, which we've done with OKSIS very significantly in our age bracket. But there's also something that I'm starting to see like that is so fucking significant and impactful about being in the orbit of female entrepreneurs that are 10 and 20 years ahead of us because yeah, they I have think so much more wisdom yeah and I think it's something that we should start to bring on to OKSIS a little bit more because the women that we you know the women that are our age that are doing it it's such so such great relatability mm-hmm. it's such a great um expander for us that we mm-hmm. can be in those situations etc but what I'm seeking now in my own life and with Scouts Agency is mentorship of women who have been in the business for longer than I have, because there's just something about longevity, about being in it for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years that they bring a complete different skill set to the table. While, you know, someone our age can talk about how to launch a brand on TikTok. These women can talk to us about consistency, about 
building a business that scales and right. lasts. And so this episode is really going all over the place. But <laughs> I think that as you and I, you know, as you start Camber and move into all these things, I think that you, you know, you we've looked to the women who have created businesses our age. And I think the next evolution is us looking to women who have scaled and maintained businesses over years. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the people in our cohort are really great to network with, to be as a support system. For instance, Lauren and I are in a female founders club with the herd founders and agape and this up and coming app. And we we all meet once a month and just kind of talk about challenges, things we're going through, and we each help each other and, you know, give each other resources or some advice. And um, it's a de- it's definitely a support system and it's amazing. But I, I completely agree with you that there needs to be a level. And I think I get a lot of that from maybe books sometimes, even if you don't have access. Books are the most under, I don't know if the word is utilized, but... I really feel as if the amount of free or under $25 information there is on the internet from women who have done it and are giving their tips away for free is out of this world. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like it's our duty to and our responsibility to listen to the resources they put out there. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, now that you're saying all this, I do definitely succumb to the pressures. I mean, Forbes 30 under 30 has been on my manifestation list for five years. Honestly, I'm just going (laughs) to say it right now. Forbes 30 under 30 on anyone's manifestations list is boring. It's boring. Oh, it's overplayed because you didn't get it. No, it's just (laughs) I've seen so many women only care about that. It's, and they yeah. lose sight of why they're building their business. They get so, you know, destroyed when they don't get it. And it's it makes them feel like a failure if it doesn't happen. And to be honest, it puts a pressure on people's businesses that I don't think is the right way to go. And so I just think that when I say boring, it's like, honestly, it's like basic business, bitch. Like everyone's <laughs> fucking manifestation is to be Forbes 30 under 30. Also, like, oh, OK, great. It's interesting because it's. Yeah, that's your that's your first business manifestation. Like usually like why isn't why is it why aren't you so focused on growing the business or hiring the best CMO? It's it's still on my manifestation list for us to have a thousand users on beta by the end of this year. Like I have metrics. I'm just saying it's just it's a nice stamp of approval. But I agree that it should not be something that you define success around. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people have. And it's it's like it's a oh luna uh yeah it's it's an interesting dialogue anyways so let's get back to the inner pride discussion because i think also what it ties into was what i was talking about earlier in the episode about embodying that future self and more so oi luna oh my god sorry my dog okay keep going so you know, I've been doing a lot of manifestation work. We say Lacey Phillips. I mean, literally take a shot every time we say Lacey Phillips. Like, <laughs> she is. She is. Like, she's, I, she's the third. Per- she's like the third, like, ghost in. I wouldn't be surprised house. if I went to Mad's house and there was a, a shrine, shrine to Lacey Phillips. Oh, my God. I was looking at her website the other day and her whole, every photo of her is Jenny Kane vibes and it's I was gonna say as you were saying the Jenny Kane vibes I was her. like that's a Lacey Phillips vibe which we thought was more my vibe but I think it's more yours oh, she's it's, it's she's vibe. kind of the perfect amalgamation of both of us yep and so 
you know, I was watching, I looked at a photo of Lacey Phillips. I'm like, that's the outfit. And I was like, if I put on the outfit, I would look like a, <laughs> a goober. It's so funny because I just don't know if I, if I pull it off this vibe, but I'm really going for it. Okay. I think you do. Perfectly. Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay, okay, perfectly. Great. great. Anyways. So while I was thinking about this, like who I want to be, who I want to show up as, especially as I'm starting my own company, who do I want to be as a leader? Who do, how do I want to show up to work? What does that look like? How, what is work defined to me? Oh, I'm thinking about all these things the last two weeks. There's a lot of thinking going on. Okay. And I realized that I was still like playing a little small and you know, if you listen to OK Sis, you know that I come off very confident and loud and I have a very booming presence. But there is a lot of self-esteem and self-esteem issues and insecurities behind this. And I've been working really, really hard to shed those. And something specifically with work was, OK, I'm going to I'm going to be the leader. And there was still a shred of imposter syndrome. There's still a shred of what do I have to say? Like what, you know, cause we're, you know, Lauren and I are trying to be leaders in our own right and brand personal brands on our own right. Cause I think it is really, really, we've talked about this with Puno and a lot of people, but for me, I think I am, I am totally okay with building in public, sharing everything, being very, very public as, as a Does founder. Does Lauren want to do that or just no. you're going to do that? So you're so going to be the public facing. So her and I will, her and I will do the TikToks and she'll, she'll be in the TikToks, but she's not going to, she's just not as, comfortable which is totally fine she's not as comfortable being she'll as probably honestly get comfortable so fast yeah i know she's i mean already she's been fucking amazing on been, the instagram and of, tiktok think about you've you have three years of putting yourself out exactly. there exactly and i think i mean thank god for okay sis what i've learned in these three years also is it our three-year anniversary no not, not oh not yet sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. we um, always fucking we always forget. forget um it's coming up though but i I don't know. I'm just I'm really, really excited to step into this. I I am an expert. I know what I'm talking about. I'm building this. Um, you know, there's going to be shortcomings. I'm going to be as honest as possible. And that's fine. But I think what I I think I just always thought, oh, like, oh, wait, I'm just going to build this. And like, I, I don't want to I, I don't have anything to say. It was like, no, I'm building. I'm I want to really reflect in this time and share everything I'm learning and really digest it, not just for me, but for people around me and to build that type of community. So starting this week, I'm going to be, it's it's like a movement on Twitter called Build in Public, where basically you share everything about your business, about what you're doing, about Why what you're focusing. Why aren't I in that? Why didn't you tell me about that? That's oh, so me. That's so you. I know. So every day you basically post you know, what you learned that day, uh, you know, how many uh, large metrics that you're hitting, things that, you know, you're, you're, you've lost a lot of revenue. I mean, you could be so open about losing some clients and having to scramble or whatever. And like what, how you do that. There's this whole movement on Twitter. That's, that's like this. Oh my, okay. This is distracting. (laughs) Luna, please stop. We're having a very beautiful conversation and you are so annoying. Can you put the recorder on the table? Okay, sorry. She's doing like somersaults everywhere. Okay, so I should really join that Twitter movement. You should. So that that's kind God, of... God, add it to the motherfucking content I, list. I, I know. It's like already Honestly, me anxiety. I think, I think that in 10 years, we're going to look back and be shocked at the amount of content. I think there's going to... There has to be a bubble bursting here because... It's my insane. business has been so busy the last few months 
And I find myself at the end of the day saying, fuck, I need to post on Instagram because I need to be a personal brand because I, I need to, to be a personal I know it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, but got, it's getting a little much. I mean, there, there's so much beauty that comes out of it, but maybe we can tone it down like 40%. So what I've, what I've made a promise to myself is that it's going to be like a little diary, right? It's going to be this living journal of me just expressing like what I've learned each day, just so that I can hold one, hold myself accountable and also not just let it fly by. That's my biggest concern is like, I'm going to be in this time in my life and I'm just going to let it pass and not remember what I learned and what I did. So that's more so my intention with it. Um, I'm probably just not going to be as present on Instagram stories for, for my, for my at Maddie Mayo, I guess maybe, but, but yeah, I, 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 I want to do this for myself and I want to do this, uh, to also prove to myself. I think I need to exercise this muscle of, writing I think I've like lost my writing touch a little bit so I want to get into like more writing and being more creative in that way um and I think it's a muscle you should write every single morning because I went back I did this on my Instagram a few months ago I went back and looked at all my journals from when I started Scouts Agency and the entries were wild just like wild bad or good I mean one minute I was flying high the next I was so depressed it was also just like a really great uh representation of where I was at with my mental health as well but it was so cool because I remember writing two weeks before I started it like scouts agency will be wildly successful and I had all these metrics for myself that Mm. I basically hit like give or take a few months Mm -hmm. right and so it was just so cool to go back to the beginning and, and mm. read those things and see how I was feeling. So I highly recommend doing it because yeah. it's it's so it's cool to look back on. Yeah. And I think also with YouTube, it's going to be a really great uh, journal in that way because I'm going to be documenting things about building in public as well. So that's all to say that um, I'm going to lean even more <laughs> into being vulnerable on the Internet because I think I'm holding back just a touch even Mm -hmm. though it might not seem like it but I feel like I'm holding back on more of my business acumen wisdom that I feel like I can depart yeah depart just two things give part two things before we talk about so this we're recording the day mark okay I don't remember this we're recording the day before your first official day at Camber literally who are recording last minute um so first before you start work tomorrow Mm -hmm. I really want you to open your laptop and just take a deep breath because the first day that you work on your business full time is such a crazy experience. You are going to feel autonomy like you've never felt. You're going to feel freedom like you've never felt. And you're going to feel, you know, extreme responsibility that you've never felt. It's it's the weirdest um, paradox of feeling right. so free yet so restricted and chained like, down yeah. because like you got to fucking perform now you gotta go yeah but it's I've been thinking about it how Monday morning is coming for you and it's like what can I get her that helps really initiate that because it's such a special special day mm-hmm. and moment and so I just want to invite you to not just open your laptop and go but to really yeah take a minute take a breath look around at your life that you've built Mm -hmm. and that you've gotten to this point because, you know, we're coming up on our third year anniversary Mm -hmm. of OK Size. And three years ago, you and I were, this was not our life. No, none of this was our life. And, you know, we've been in the trenches of content creation with the podcast where we're like, is it paying off? This is, you know, monotonous or whatever. It's 
rinse and repeat every single day. And there's never been one point in the last three years where we went viral or just like fucking went up. It was, it's been a really, really slow build to this incredible, incredible sisterhood and guests and what we've learned about ourselves. But three years is like really not a lot to go back to where we were at. I wasn't running scouts agency. You weren't doing camber. Like it's, and and I really credit OKSIS to giving to, to, to this immense growth. Yeah. Instilling this sense of confidence and worth in us. Yeah. We've grown tremendously over the three years, both in our inner lives in the network we've been able to cultivate in the community. Like it's just, it's insane. It's pretty cool. So I feel inner (sighs) pride for us, for For, you, for for okay, sis, for the sisterhood, for the way, for the way we uh, really show up for our lives every day, even when it's uncomfortable. So I am so proud of you. Thank you. I will text you tomorrow morning, (coughs) wishing you a major, major mazel because it's, Oh, oh, here she goes. There she goes. It's just so incredible. I know. It's so incredible. And I'm so excited. There's, we can talk, you know, not publicly, but there's been miracles that have happened to you to get to this point. For that sure. I've never seen miracles happen. And so you're probably a fucking manifesting generator, which is so not fair because I'm only a generator, but you probably are a manifesting generator. Oh, yeah. I'm magnetic, bitch. You're so magnetic. I'm motherfucking magnetic, bitch. So I'm just so proud and I'm grateful that the sisterhood gets to watch this happen for you. So. Yay. Camber for life. For life. Oh, yeah. If you guys aren't part of the Camber Geneva, we're also on Geneva. So be able to go there. But the app will be ready so soon. Yay. So I can just touch it. I can smell it. Yay. Oh, so Okay, fun. sisters. Uh, follow us at OKSIS Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Scout Sobel. Mads at Maddie Mayo. Well, now follow me on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> and the Twitter. <laughs> We will continue to plug the Twitter, the Twitter. No, Maddie's Twitter. Maddie's Twitter. It's at Maddie Rose Mayo. Don't talk to me. I tried to get, I was hacked. Wait, and I, I'm Scout underscore Sobel. I, who has Scout Sobel? Like, so, who the fuck so has Scout Sobel? I have at Maddie Mayo, but I was hacked. Oh, and then, I remember that. And so then I, I. I was hacked too. Someone posted pictures of I girls d- in, with butts and thongs. Yep. And so I DM'd uh, Twitter <laughs> support. My sister-in-law texted me. She goes, hey. I don't know if this was like on purpose, but there's a photo of a girl with a butt and a thong on your Twitter. Yeah. I was like, thank you for like gently not bringing me judgment if that was me. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, no, I've been hacked. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I DM'd some like uh, hackers on Instagram. Um, It seemed a little sketch. Yeah, that sounds sketch to me. So... If anyone knows how to unhack a Twitter or if any of you sisters work at Twitter, please help me. I would like my at Maddie Mayo username. Okay, Thank you. This has never worked for us where we do a blanket. Like, if anybody works with Jonah Hill, <laughs> can you please put us in contact with us? anybody work with Bill Hader? <laughs> if anyone's at Netflix, can you let them know my account's not working? It's, I like, mean, ridiculous. I mean, you never know. Yeah, you never maybe the sister, know. Maybe the sisterhood works at Twitter. Well, so far, it's a no from everyone. Okay. So, anyways. Okay, sisters, we love you. And if you haven't, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and a review because we haven't Bam. said that for a while, but we would really appreciate it. And a smash of that subscribe button. Yeah, I think that's actually not a thing anymore. Oh, yep, it is. I don't, oh, it's a thing. Okay, subscribe. I love how we don't even know our own platform. Okay, great. Okay, love you. Love you.